Welcome to the Renewing the Center podcast. My name is Chris McDaniel, and we want to thank you for joining us today. Here at Renewing the Center, we're answering God's call to work for the spiritual renewal of the church. For more information, visit renewingthecenter.org. We're glad to have you with us today. Now, let's make some space for God's renewing work. Today, we're going to have a reading from Psalm 73. I'm going to read a passage from verse 21 to 28. When my soul was embittered, when I was pricked in heart, I was stupid and arrogant. I was like a brute beast toward you. Nevertheless, I am continually with you. You hold my right hand. You guide me with your counsel. And afterwards, you will receive me with honor. Whom am I in heaven but you? And there is nothing on earth that I desire other than you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Indeed, those who are far off, and from you will perish. But you put an end to those who are false to you. But for me, it is good to be near God. I have made the Lord God my refuge to tell of all your works. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray and then let's reflect together on the word of God. We pray today that you would help us to hear in these words of poetry, in this psalm, truth, God, help us to think about our lives in light of what we read in this ancient text. I pray that you would open us up to the work of the Spirit, the voice of God, so that we might reflect and grow and be more like you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. I love this psalm because I I strongly identify with the imagery that's shared here. Uh, Let me paint the picture for you of what's happened prior to verse 21 so that we can understand what it is that the poet is saying. The poet has just said that he has looked around at the world and he sees uh, bad people, wicked people who seem to be prospering. You know, people who you know that if the world were a just place, they would be in trouble. And he looks at them and says, you know, they're rich and fat, they're healthy and happy, and it just doesn't seem fair. And what the poet is saying in this psalm is that he doesn't understand. He doesn't know what to do with the data that he's seeing. And you may be in a similar situation, you know, looking around and thinking, Gosh, I see a lot of bad folks that seem to be uh, flourishing. And then I see some really good people who seem to be suffering. See, he doesn't know what to do with what he's seeing. He's actually confused and and disoriented because his understanding of if, if you do right, then good will happen to you. If you do wrong, then bad will happen to you. That's been thrown out the window. He's confused. And I think he begins to wonder whether he's been doing the right thing. He's... I've been following you, Lord. Does it even matter? If it doesn't matter whether you do right, then why do right? This guy is now feeling disillusioned, but it's more than that. His disillusionment is leading him to a place of bitterness. We all know what this feels like, I think, if we're honest. If you've lived a little bit, especially if you've tried to be faithful um, in your walk with God, there have been times where you probably thought, is it even worth it? Is all that I'm doing, or frankly, the choices I'm making to not do certain things, to not be greedy, to not give in to my flesh, is it even worth it? Does it even matter? Or should I just do what's easy, take shortcuts, exploit? Um, We've all probably had moments where we've wondered, is it worth it to be faithful? Because it sure does feel hard, difficult sometimes to be faithful. But there's something really significant in this story I think this passage, specifically the portion that I read to you, is one of the most honest explorations of what happens inside the human heart when we're confused and bitter. I think we also see 
in this passage an invitation to see what is ultimately true when we find ourselves in a disorienting place. Because y'all, the trick is when we're disoriented, we lose sight of what's really going on, what's really happened. So he describes that he's embittered. Something inside him has turned sour. And in that embittered place, things become less clear to him. The poet actually says a few things actually happen to him when he becomes sour or embittered because he sees things that don't add up. Number one, he says his heart hurts. It's like his heart has been pricked. There's a pain in his own heart. Number two, he says that he became stupid and ignorant. And then he describes what that ignorance and stupidity feels like. He says, it's like I've become a brute beast. And so what the poet is describing here are the numbing effects of confusion These words are so helpful because they describe to us what disappointment and confusion feel like. Now, of course, the psalmist is not actually stupid and ignorant, but he's saying his sense of judgment and sound thinking has been impaired because he's seeing things around him that just don't add up. Guys, we're in the midst of a prolonged season where we're seeing things that don't add up. Racial injustice a pandemic, um, a strife in the arena of politics, people that we think should be trustworthy and they turn out not to be, things don't add up. And what he's trying to say is when you are confronted continually with things that don't add up, it has a numbing, hurtful effect on you. And we begin to feel like we lack the ability to respond appropriately. So all the poet is saying here is there are times in life where you will find yourself upside down, where things will not be clear and will not make clear sense, and it'll seem to you as if you're somehow suddenly stupid. (laughs) And I don't know about you, but there have been some times recently where I have thought, I think I'm a relatively intelligent person, but I feel like an idiot right now. I feel like I can't quite put it all together. And the image of a brute beast, like an unresponsive, clumsy beast, that's the image that he uses to describe himself. So what do you do with that? Well, I'll tell you one of the things that I've done in terms of trying to practically understand this in my own life. And I've mentioned this, I think, many, many months ago, actually, early in the pandemic. But I'm going to mention it again. I have in my possession a mason jar with a, with a lid on it that I filled up with water from my tap and I went out in my own yard, my particular yard, and dug up a little bit of dirt and put some dirt in there. And when I go through disorienting or confusion, confusing seasons, I take that jar off my shelf and I shake it up and then I look at it, it turns to mud water. It's unclear. You can't see through it. And it's a reminder to me that during times of confusion, I'm unable to see. I become like a brute beast. I'm not actually stupid and ignorant. I just feel that way because I can't see through things that are cloudy or fuzzy. And it reminds me to learn how to wait and watch and see things settle down. And I walk past that jar during times of disorientation every day and I look and it maybe is a little bit more clear. And finally, the water clarifies, the dirt settles, and it's clear again. Maybe you need a jar in your own life to understand the numbing effects of confusion and disorientation because sometimes we think something's wrong with us when in fact you feel like a brute beast, not because you are one, but because you're in the midst of a disorienting season. So here's what the poet goes on and says. 
it would be one thing if he just said, I feel dumb, I feel ignorant, I feel like a brute, wild animal, God help me. But that's not what he says. He says, nevertheless, I am continually with you. So what he says there is, even when I feel like a brute beast, you're with me, God, and consequently, I'm with you. And I just want to ask you, can you hear this? You may be more connected or with God now than you feel like you are. The poet goes on to say that even during times of difficulty and disorientation, God is leading us, holding our hands, he says, and guiding us. And this imagery, I believe, should stir you and me to think about the person and work of the Holy Spirit. In the Greek language of the New Testament, the Holy Spirit is referred to as a paraclete, one who walks beside you, who guides you. And the picture here that the poet paints of um, God holding my right hand and walking with me and guiding me is exactly the way the Holy Spirit wants to work in our lives. And so you may be right now in a very disorienting time in your life. You may feel like a brute beast. You may feel stupid, ignorant. I know I have many times recently, but I would say to you, God may be, and in fact is, nearer to you, more proximate to you than you may be aware. Just because you don't sense God, you may not sense God because you may not be able to sense much. That's what a brute beast is, one who is unable to sense, one is unable to respond or to be um, sensitive. You may feel clumsy and hard, but that doesn't mean God's far from you. And there have been times in my own life, even recently, where I've caught a glimpse of the nearness of God and thought, you know what? There's so much going on around me right now. It's hard for me to know. It's hard for me to be sensitive or tender or aware, but it doesn't mean God is far away. I may experience a lack of God's presence, but it doesn't mean that he's not present. And the way that this story, this poem ends, this portion of the psalm ends, I think is really, really rich. He says, whom have I in heaven but you? And that gets us back to the idea that we explored a couple of days ago regarding our portion. Um, the, the word portion in the biblical uh, context means source of my satisfaction. And he's basically saying, you are becoming the source of my satisfaction. He knows where to look. He's been trained through practice. He's able to look to God even when things are not clear, even when his heart is in a cloudy place. Because remember, he's been embittered after seeing the wicked prosper. And I think that leaves us with this idea. The poet has learned to have a long view, to take a long view of things. He's not just looking at what's happening immediately, right? Like bad people are making a lot of money or good people are suffering, taking it on the chin. He's saying there's a long story that God is telling in my life and in your life. He says God puts an end to those who are false. Ultimately, bad people end up in bad spaces. Ultimately, those who trust in God end up in the comfort of God. God wants us to be the kinds of people who adopt a long-term view. A long-term view of both our lives and the lives of people around us. And frankly, a long-term view of the way the kingdom of God unfolds. And so I would just encourage you, don't get caught up in the temporal. Don't get worked up. Don't overinterpret how things are going right now in your life or someone else's. Take a long view. I believe this is one of the reasons why the Lord calls us to reflect deeply, to be the kinds of people who carve out space so that we can see where we're headed in the macro sense. You and me, we have a trajectory. We're headed somewhere. And that doesn't mean we don't have days where we're doing better than others, highs and lows. But over time, we're moving in a direction. 
And I believe the Lord wants all of us to tune our hearts and our ears and our heads and our spirits um, toward a true north where we say, God, over time, I'm going to continue to put my trust in you. I'm going to continue to look to you. Father, I pray for my friends. I ask you to give us the grace to trust you today. In the midst of all the uncertainty swirling around us, I pray that you would give us a sense of your presence, your nearness. And God, I pray that you would help us, especially when confusion makes us feel stupid, ignorant, like brute beast. Help us to realize, God, that you are God even in those unclear places. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you would like to continue meditating on what you heard today, take some time to recall an idea or an image that encouraged or challenged you in this episode. When things stand out to us in God's Word, or in our lives, or in what we're reading, or in devotional talks, it often means that God is offering us His help and His guidance. When you have your idea or image in mind, carry it with you as a prayer, coming back to it in the spaces throughout your day. How does it speak to you and where you are right now? What does it say about God and what He wants for you? Speak to Him about these things. Listen for His still, small voice, and respond to Him as simply and as honestly as you can. Thanks for listening. We look forward to having you back here again with us next time at Renewing the Center. Mm-hmm.